0: Welcome into 11 personnel, Nick Roush and Adam Luckett coming at you on a surprisingly busy Tuesday news day, Tuesday news day, because Kentucky, they've got a new vacancy on the coaching staff. Steve Klingscale is leaving Lexington to join Jim Harbaugh's staff at Michigan I brushed it off a little bit on Friday like it. egg on my face. I was wrong. Uh, not the first time. Won't be the last time.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think we could get into why it happened. I think. Um,
0: yeah, no need to BS around the bush.
1: Yeah, Steve, right I here. think Steve Klinkscale is probably at the point in his career where he's been here, you know, five years. He came in at the same time as Eddie Grant and Darren Henshaw. So he's been here a long time.
0: Yep. And there's. A long time for assistant coaches.
1: And there's there's kind of a hard ceiling for him at Kentucky right now, because um, you go you kind of look in the transgression of a or the transition of an assistant coach to be that defensive coordinator, then be a head coach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Brad White's a young DC. If he gets a head coaching job, um, John summerall has got the assistant head coaching job right now, so he might be our assistant defense coordinator, whatever his new job title is.
0: Yeah, he's so deep. he might. He's pretty much at uh, his spot. Yeah, he might be up. the
1: yeah the next man in line, and so you know it may have been a money type thing. He might have wanted made more money this or that, but I think he was at a point in his career where it's probably time for him to move, um, just to help 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 him get a spark, I guess, in his career. And the Michigan move makes sense for him because of the pipeline he's built and the relationships he's built in the Detroit metro area. Michigan right now, their new staff, they just hired a high school coach from Detroit. They're bringing in Klingscale. scale. They brought in a couple former players. Uh, they brought in a really, really young staff and they're really trying to hit the area hard. And I think Klingscale scale really fits in well with all that.
0: Yeah. And, and there's, there, there's part of this, that I told myself this whole time, like, why would you want to join Jim Harbaugh staff? Cause he's Jim about Harbaugh's to get fired. Right. And on the hot seat and yes, that's true michigan is flatlined if not trending downward um whereas kentucky they've got a lot of off-season momentum right now you would think you would want to stay on that train but there is something too. the guy that he's replacing got a head coaching job at buffalo I, hi you, you see headlines hires former michigan assistant quite a bit that feels like a place that a lot of schools, they'll sell themselves on Well, this oh, guy yeah, comes to Michigan, Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. He's, he's got to be good. And no matter what, no matter where you are in present time and place, and you could consider Kentucky ahead of Michigan in a certain college football pecking order, it, just the name. Brands carry a lot of weight in college football. A lot of guys move up. And as you said, uh, the kind of upward mobility weren't trending in the right direction. And I would say another thing, too, about clean guys who are head coaches uh, that specialize at a certain spot, the coaches that coach that spot aren't going to get much, that much credit. So like we had SEC Mike on here last summer. We'll probably have him on again this summer when he's grading his coaches. And when he was grading defensive coordinators, Brad White didn't get a good grade because he's given Mark Stoops a lot of credit for UK's defense. Same thing applies for secondary coach. Mark Stoops is a secondary specialist. So we tend to overlook clink skills, responsibility and role in developing UK's past defense into finishing first in the SEC for the last two years. So as good as Kentucky's been to him, uh, it makes sense uh, both professionally and personally with his kid finishing up school in Lexington to to go ahead and, 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 and make the move to a place where he's recruited well at UK. He's recruited well in Michigan from UK. Imagine what he can do at Michigan. I'm sure that's what he's telling himself.
1: Right. It's setting up for where, how, for Michigan, how they could really clean up in-state recruiting, which has kind of been an issue for them for a while now. But yeah, you talked about Stoops being kind of a DB guru. It's like being Dan Mullins' quarterback coach. Yeah. You're only going to get, especially if you're not the defensive coordinator. He's just, you're down the, you're down the food chain a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to get credit. And I think his recruiting work has really um, strengthened. He's not only has he built this thing in Michigan, he's got, um, some relationships going in Nashville now that are starting – that were starting to pay off for Kentucky and we'll start – we'll pay off for Michigan because that's an area they tried to hit pretty hard on the recruiting trail. Miles Pollard is a guy um, from Nashville, defensive back, top 500 prospect. Right now it seems like it's Michigan and Kentucky. Yep. And so, like, they're going to have to recruit against Klink scale right away for that kid, I would imagine. Yep. So,
0: so – Similar to whenever uh, LeBlanc – UK was recruiting against Arkansas for quite a few defensive linemen that that year afterwards just because he had started that at Kentucky and then moved on. Like, it. I think Arkansas was a finalist for Justin Rogers, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. that will be the case. I will say in the case where, because, uh, you know, Clink. We, we haven't even mentioned all of his recruiting successes at length. Rodgers is obviously the big one. Highest-ranked UK signee in the internet era. Marquand McCall was a big get. He was the highest-ranked player in the state of Michigan at the time of his commitment. Of course, once you leave the state, the recruiting services are going to knock you down. You can't. Come on. You can't have the highest-ranked player in the state going. To, 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 to. Yeah. But not only those guys, but DeAndre Squares, I, I mean, I don't know technically what he is. He's a four-year starter in my eyes.
1: Well, the caliber of recruit they were getting from Michigan was just higher than these other areas. Like they were in on a lot of like top 500, top 600 type kids. Mm -hmm. You guys like Ernest Sanders, who we haven't really seen much of Deandre Buford Mm -hmm. Deandre square was in that category. Justin Rogers. They were in the running Uh, for a five-star. Yeah. Jeremy Flax. They were in the running for the Deron Payne, that defensive tackle five-star ended up going
0: Alabama. Rayshon Benny, four-star, up at Michigan State. Right,
1: and then th- in this class, there's a there's a handful of guys that they were in on. They grabbed one in Caldwell, mm-hmm. but there's others, um, Christian Rapley, um, and there's like two two other two or three others right there. So they there there was a higher caliber of recruit that, that they they were hitting on in Michigan, and that, that made a good chunk of some of these classes. And that that's going to be missed because um, you're well, what you're going to replace that with is maybe going into the South more. Yeah, maybe you know taking more swings on, um, some kids in you know the Atlanta area, but that but you're maybe the fourth or fifth tier, um, in that in that
0: area. So you're really going to have to, hit. Um, hit hit the development part of it right. Like your Devonte Rosses, this right. is where you're going to see Anwar Stewart is going to have to step up. Yeah, it's I a think- big
1: moment for Anwar, I think I think that was the first person or first kind of thing I thought about today was. Well, if he can get going – like, he's gotten a couple here in Atlanta lately. Yeah. And if you can depend on him getting, let's just say, three to four guys a class out of Atlanta, that, that, that'd that be huge. But it also um, – I think uh, for Vince Mero, it's going to – like, we need – like, he's going to have to get more Ohio more. Um, we've seen the last couple classes not be super all-in Ohio because Kentucky is producing five, six, seven players. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the onus might be on him to go in and – Dip and in, dig into Ohio more, unless you get somebody that can come in and recruit Michigan. And yeah, we'll have to see well, how that and, shakes out.
0: And I think to your point about the high caliber players in Michigan, you've just got to find the high caliber guys elsewhere. Uh, yeah. But and, there was and, a, like, there was a void there, I thought, that Kentucky
1: kind of took advantage of. Mm-hmm. Michigan kind of Michigan State their was feet. Really down. Michigan State was a mess. Yeah. The Big Ten schools were, a, were not really a threat in that area for whatever reason are a huge threat outside of Penn state. And then, uh, Tennessee kind of flirted, uh, went up there and got some kids every once in a while, but they weren't huge that there was just, there was just an opening there. And I think Kentucky took advantage. Now that that could be closing. Now, if now that Mel Tucker's year two, he's starting to get his stuff together there. And then clink scale in Michigan, plus all those staff changes Michigan's made. Like I've talked about the hiring that high school coach from, I believe, a. Uh, it's Ron Bellamy's his name. I think he coached at Belleville, maybe. Or not Belleville, West, West Bloomfield, where uh, Maxwell Max Harrison came Harrison.
0: from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're going to get some, some other high-profile guys, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Stewart doing— the, I, I think Summerall is going to be swinging for the fences a lot in the South. I know Michael yeah, Williams seems like- is one— uh that, but that seems like that the they're they're thing. telling some all right we need you to focus on big fish stewart might get some cleanup and kind of go for some developmental guys but the area that clink was starting to get into that can really like th- you, you talk about filling a void in the recruiting trail tennessee right now they're hitting it they're yeah. hitting it hard they're hitting it well uh you saw the wade twins you you mentioned pollard uh, I think they also started recruiting a quarterback that's uh, a year younger. Recently, that's from the Trevon Ripko League. was from the area. Adrian Huey, right, right. Uh, so now, at least in the Wade Twins, I, I know some people like are worried Wolf well, Kling's gone, then all of his recruits will leave too because he does have three four-star guys committed: Jeremiah Caldwell from Belleville and the Wade Twins. I wouldn't be surprised if if Caldwell says Sayanora, uh, especially he was he was earlier on. He didn't take any visits. Uh, but for the Wade twins, I do know that in the last I don't know, month or two, Brad White and Liam Cohen got heavily involved in that. Uh well,
1: yeah, the position coaches, right?
0: Yeah, they, they got heavily involved in those. So I don't think that just because their first recruiter left that those guys are gonna be going anywhere. So uh knock on wood, because I have been kind of a jinx. I said on Monday I thought Clink was going nowhere. Uh, but I, I I do think that those guys are pretty yeah, locked up. I think Caldwell's probably the one to keep yeah. an
1: eye on. Who they get, who takes over his recruitment, and all that. The Michigan thing, obviously, that that's going to be one uh, to keep an eye. That was going to be one I thought that would allow la- that Kentucky, like a flip, was possible, and there could have been some drama late um, because of what you said. Didn't take any visits, kind of recruited or kind of committed, pretty early.
0: Yeah, early Before. and during COVID, you know, right. whenever recruiting was being extra weird, so.
1: Right, so it's just going to be interesting to see how just the recruiting plan, what, what the plan is uh, moving forward. A lot of it's going to be with this new new guy coming in. Now, do they try to get into the Carolinas more? Um, they've dipped into South Carolina some in the past. Mm-hmm. Do they, you know, do they go, like, I think more, there's going to be more of an emphasis put on Ohio is what it seems like to me, or at least that would be the plan. But the national area, I'm glad you brought that up. The only thing I would say, the difference between that and Detroit was just, I think the competition is just a lot more fierce there in Nashville. Um, Because whenever a top 100 prospect is in there, Clemson is all over it. And then you'll have Ohio State come through. Alabama, if they think somebody's good enough. Georgia, they think somebody's good enough. georgia just got a top 100 running back um, from, I believe, Murfreesboro um, in the 2022 class. And then you got schools like Oklahoma and Michigan the last few years have really been hitting that hard. So it's just it's just tougher competition there in Nashville. Yeah, if you could get somebody with some, um, some roots, some roots and some um, some connections there, it, because Tennessee is retooling big time. So there are, there obviously is a void there, but the the, the competition is tougher. I think that Detroit area. I think we're gonna see it over these next three years how good it was to Kentucky because I think all, most of those guys that came from there are gonna end up being good players for Kentucky. Um, so if you could keep if you keep some type of presence in there, I think it would be worth it. But, but you got, you have to go out and see, see who's available, which the timing of hiring an assistant right now. Yeah. Not great. It's just not great. I mean, Michigan had to do it and Buffalo just had to hire a head coach and Kansas just had to hire a head coach, but the the timing is not, not great right now. Um, We're like a hundred days from the season kicking off.
0: Right. Right. And that's, that's what we need to get to next is, is where does Kentucky go from here? Because, Obviously, it's it's a significant void. I think if Vince Merrill wasn't a part of the equation, we would be considering Steve Klinkscale one of the best recruiters to ever be at the University of Kentucky. Yeah. So
1: the, the trio of him and Summerall and Clinkscale and Marrow, they
0: they they pretty much accounted for all of the co- recruiting classes.
1: Well, that was probably the bestest programs ever had, bar none. Yeah. I would imagine.
0: And you had a nice two year, solid two year window with those, all three in house. But moving forward. Not, uh, of course, the recruiting part is the thing that we're going to hit on in particular, but we can't overlook the fact that UK's had four defensive backs drafted in the last three years, and they've got to find two new starters this year. Obviously, you feel good about Carrington Valentine and Cedric Dortz played a lot of football for you, but you still have to get new starters. Like there, there is some retooling that's going to be required from this new coach. Now, where do you go? As you said, this is a terrible. This is a terrible time to try to find to hire. Try to find a coach to hire. Uh, you know, we did the coaching carousel stuff. I feel like we haven't talked about that in two months. You know, that was February. That was yeah. early March. Like this is, that's that's, that's and that even ran late? Yeah, this that year. ship sailed long ago, and that was, and that took a while, relatively right. speaking. So finding somebody in mid May is going to be difficult, so what Stoops is going to have to do is either A, find somebody elsewhere that he's got some connections to, uh, that he's worked with previously, who maybe is in some sort of quality control role or is doesn't have as many responsibilities that would want to move up, or B, hire from within somebody that's in a quality control role that can move up. And uh, Greg Minuski, he's a guy that has been an NFL defensive coordinator. He certainly has the chops. He's got the tools to be an sec assistant. He has not been a secondary coach though. I think nice. you do have Bufano, but preferably, I mean, soups, come on, let's be honest here. Soups is going to do a lot of coaching on the field. You've been in these practices, dudes over there. He- he's with the DBs during individual periods. It's just, it's what he does. He's always, mm-hmm. no matter who's coaching there, he's going to be over there. The difference is, is he needs somebody he can trust yeah. in the meeting rooms. And, Minuski doesn't check those boxes maybe there's somebody else out there that does check those boxes on the support staff um so i i i think that's a very plausible route because he's done it before and they're kind of in a pinch right now
1: for both sides on this like i think if they both could go back and do it again mike stoops would probably be here right now yeah because that, that whole thing of a jig happened with him at Texas. He had to settle for the Florida uh, Florida Atlantic defensive coordinator uh, spot, which isn't a bad spot to be, but that's probably not what he envisioned. And Especially Kentucky, in needs to coach now. TSA,
0: man, like that's tough. Tough to right. be a, as a coordinator in that league. Yeah,
1: and now he, uh, now now Kentucky still needs a safeties coach, and you know they give for a long time we thought it was going to be him. And yeah. so now, now I, I was just I was just thinking about that today. I was like, man, just a year ago, if the, if it even was a year, that was all going on. But yeah, I just I mean, to tell tough You I mean that's why Mark Stoops paid a lot of money to figure out who to hire, who to comb through. You, um, it's, it's a, an attractive position because you look at what Klinksel just did with it. You know, and the secondary coach before him is Ansley, yeah. Derek Ansley, who's had a lot of successes. Now the defensive backs coach for the Chargers up in the NFL. That's, That's another guy I maybe. Thank you. Might want to call to see if he has any interest in coming to college, but I doubt he would leave for an um, NFL job for that, especially this late in the process. Well,
0: and when he's been a DC, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he was making almost a million bucks last year at Tennessee. Um, but some other names that were floated out there: uh, Jonathan Cooley. Was a GA at UK in Klink's first year and even the year before. Under uh, scoops, he, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's had pit stops in the MAC, I think at Kent State and at Akron, and he's currently with the LA Rams. So, yeah, and he's he, Chattanooga
1: one year. for He went, I think he went FCS MAC, and then he's right. in some type of all field role or some, some sports half role with the Saints, or not the Saints, the Rams right now.
0: So there's some comfort there where. Yeah, familiarity,
1: right. Yeah, young which guy, is important. Right, fast riser
0: seems like yeah not necessarily the recruiting experience you would want though but not a bad stopgap measure and i think that's important that i, I think we've mentioned that but getting a long-term guy for the spot i just don't i don't know if that's even possible right now <laughs> you know i mean you kind of had to do that with Bafano when you promoted him he was kind of a stopgap I don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to get a guy that checks that recruiting box is essentially what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. I mean, we don't know who, who's out there, who he could possibly have a chance to get. Um, all we know is the timing is just, it's just weird timing. Some of these assistant hires, I can come up with a list right quick. Oh, this Mm -hmm. make, this one makes sense. This one makes sense. I could see this one, but this one, it's, it's just hard to see. Um, I'm not gonna lie; it's just hard to f- see what they're gonna do at this late in the process.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, yeah.
1: it's and most of these hires have moved pretty fast this late. Um, Buffalo hired linguists pretty fast. Kansas hired. Uh, I I mean, they're not really super fast, but they they once they zoomed in on Munkin and Leipold, it happened pretty quickly. And now, well, you know, I, you would have to imagine Stoops is gonna want to move pretty fast. I mean, it's May 11th in a month is when the visits really start right, rocking right. and rolling. And so you when know, you'd like to get a new guy in here, at least have, let him have a couple weeks to kind of reach out and build up a relationship and all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, and also like, for like, this is vacation time, you know, stupid. Yeah, this is right. Right. When do they do those, when the spring meetings, it's like they all go down to Destin for a week and just hang out. Yeah. Well, That's, these are the two weeks, uh, the coaches usually have off. Yeah. Um, especially so, with a
1: new calendar. Um, Right after spring ball, school's over. Um, the kids go home for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and then then the players kind of start trickling back in June. The early or the rest of the freshmen arrive in June, and then you know um, the the visit circuit and the camp circuit all, all gets kicked off in June. Is where really, it really starts getting busy again. And then they have like a week there in July where they take off before camp starts. But yeah, yeah, this is just it's uh, it's definitely just very very interesting timing for sure
0: yeah uh and i would add that like part of not not only is it poor timing but i i'm gonna be completely honest like i did the thing where i started talking and i just completely blanked out completely blanked out sometimes i start a sentence and i don't know what i'm gonna say that was the case right there shout out to michael scott the office there's one guy that you we, we talked about off air that you sounded enticing. I know Justin Rowland mentioned, uh, is it Tower Robinson? Tavares. Tavares Robinson he from robbed. Miami. Yeah, that that seems like a pipe dream. But one guy on Georgia's staff that you mentioned, his name's come up previously, and that one makes sense as well.
1: Yeah, um, his name's John Jancic. He was uh, in a support staff role for Kentucky in 2017. If you go back to some of those press conferences, Nick, um snoops kind of went out of his way to like throw his name in every once in a while Mm -hmm. um now before then he was the defensive coordinator for the first three years of the butch jones era at tennessee and then he worked with him at cincinnati before then he went to colorado state to be bobo's dc one year after being on kentucky staff and then of of course mike bobo got fired there right so he's on kirby's support staff um with will muschamp and a few, a few, uh, a, a hell few of others a there. Support
0: staff that Kirby's right. accumulated down there in Athens.
1: So that that could, you know, obviously he's got familiarity with the staff. If that's something they wanted to do, I could see that. He's from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Now, now I talked about before how Tennessee kind of recruited um, the Michigan area before. I'd have to do some digging, but I do remember running back. I think his name was John Kelly. He was from Detroit and went to Tennessee, and I think they got some other guys there when Butch first got there. So maybe that's something that they they take a look at, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's one name that popped popped up. But like I said, it you you really kind of crashing for straws on this. And what the Stoops hires recently, we haven't even been close. No one has, like, no one had John Settle, no, no one had uh, Buffano at any point, nope, no. even Liam Cohen came out of left field.
0: Yeah, we just had the wrong Rams assistant. <laughs> yeah (laughs) everybody had the wrong Rams assistant um and then uh yeah the last one where we nailed it was there was a it was an adam luckett joint with john summerall and that's yeah that was the last one
1: that was the last one um we hit on i would say we were i think we were first on that one
0: but aside from that um man figuring out where this is going to go is difficult i would expect it to be wrapped up within i mean I know like officially it takes a while, but we might be getting reports of it within two weeks because I do think that, so it's May 11th, two weeks from today is May 25th. We're to get that thing wrapped up before Memorial yep. day weekend. Right. Give yourself a little bit of time to exhale because they're going to have kids on campus in June, uh, UK announced their dates for football camps, and the big ones, they've made them Sunday showcase games, which I like it. I selfishly like. Sunday afternoon. Is kind of easy. The Friday night thing. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Sundays make it easy for guys to travel from out of town. Uh, and it'll Stay make for it, a day. Look at yeah. the
1: campus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You get a, you get a full day out of it. So it'll be good for recruiting purposes uh, and we'll be in the building for the sixth and the 13th. Those are the big recruiting showcase camps. Uh, hopefully uh, aside from just the, average joe you know the, the big guys who are staying around like Keontae goodwin he's a big guy that's just going to show up and kind of hang out you know like yeah i'm gonna at,
1: have to do uh some face studying on some of the recruiting photos Oh, you're, yeah
0: you're you're just gonna I, it's so hilarious <laughs> like sitting <laughs> yeah. in one of those camps and yeah you think that like if you're looking at somebody the kids are probably like man i bet they're typing so many notes on how good we're playing no we're just trying to google who the hell you are yeah yeah uh, so Uh, But nevertheless, that should be an exciting time. Going to be a big month of June. Uh, If you want to register for those camps, ukfbcamp.com. That's where all the details, registration. In addition to those Sunday showcase camps, which are open to high school kids, they've also got day camps. they got specialist camps. So something for everybody to be able to to play. Uh, And I will say the day camps aren't as... Like from recruiting purpose like you know a lot of it's just m- more skill development for all range of talent but like that's where Deere jackson earned his offer kids mm-hmm. go there they jump out and they get offered so anything is possible and uh, I, I think i know one kid that'll want to be there and that was the big news uh from last night where mr football co-mister football excuse me cameron hergett Announced he's running it back for one more year. He's taking advantage of SB 128 that allows kids to make up for the lost year. And like it when this award initially was, or not, not award, but when this law was initially passed, I was thinking to myself, who in the hell would want to spend an extra year of their life in high school? And I love my time in high school. I talk way too much about my time in high school, talk way too much about the sales loved it to death but I would you know those are my guys my senior year I'd want to end it with them we ended the state championship game we didn't get a win but I wouldn't want to play for another team he got the win first time they've won in class to a state title They won Mr. football you'd think he'd want to ride out on top but this is a case where i actually think the the rule benefits him a lot because sadly the state of affairs we're in the recruiting camps matter more from a talent evaluation college recruiting aspect than just the tape and the accolades, because it's class two a Kentucky football. So. Right. right I able, think that's the more
1: important part right there. It's just the level yeah, of competition.
0: Yeah. Coaches aren't going to trust. So he only had a couple of preferred walk on offers. Uh, he, he was like, you know what, I'll take this one at Akron, try to work myself up. But you mean to tell me I could run it back and use all of these, uh, I, I can go show up to camp as Kentucky, Mr. Football, which is that, that is that award that awards for seniors only? right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this will be the first time we've ever had a repeat winner, <laughs> which is pretty wild, yeah. but I mean, he's going to have eyeballs on them no matter which camp he goes to. And I'm sure he'll attend a ton of them this summer.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy story. That's, um, that's like a high school movie thing. You, you, you see the, the, the first fifth year senior or whatnot, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting strategy for him to, to do that. I guess that this is how um, football is just so much different than basketball. Um basketball and something like this, you could go to like a prep school for a year. Yes. Whereas football, you 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 know, there used to be fork union in those military cat, but I don't even
0: think those are sort of a thing anymore. Isn't there a Georgia one that's pretty big?
1: Yeah, but I thought that was more I thought that yeah, it's Georgia military, but I was thinking that was just a straight up junior college. Um, because Louisville's yeah. got a couple guys on their team from there.
0: You're right. So, it is it was a straight junior college, so I guess JUCO.
1: Right, Juco's about is, the only thing you can. Yeah, it's you, JUCO that's, sucks. That's it. You know, one-stop shop. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> who the hell so yeah, I guess that? I
1: mean that's what it, I guess that's what he was looking at. I could either, you know, do that or I can try my hand at these camps. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Uh, I think worth monitoring this season.
0: Because I feel like it pays off you're, for him. I I do think that in most instances it, it helps a guy like him more than it helps, you know, Johnny Smith, just average guy out there. Like look at like
1: your random offensive guard at North shore high school.
0: Yeah. Because like, here's the thing I did the, I did the victory lap. Most people do the victory lap in college, the victory lap it's kind of, it's fun. You know, like you're taking things more seriously colleges in a while, but you still get to dabble in the college every once in a while. Most of your friends are still hanging around town. They don't have their career jobs yet, but they got jobs. So, you know, like that's not bad, but I, for what for semantics reasons, I had to stick around for another semester. It was stupid and unnecessary, but I had to do another semester and that stuck who like nobody no i you don't need that 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 extra time being like you're just ready to get on and move on with your life and i think if somebody who you know is just the third or fourth best guy on the team thinks that they're going to stick around and be the best guy on the team and all of a sudden they're a star like you're just wasting a year of your life so i i hope that these can these decisions are uh crafted carefully because I mean, man, sitting around in high school. Well, that's scoring. right.
1: that's what this sounds like. That is that. There's definitely. It seems like a plan here.
0: Right, right. Whereas, like, like, if you would have, what what would have happened if you would have stuck around for another year at say next? Like, oh, you'd go lose to Trinity again and be the starting center. Why? I would have been. I yeah. would have pushed
1: them over the top in, in the state oh. championship oh, is game. That what they it lost is? in overtime that year. It was, if they would have had me, we probably would have. Yeah, you would have been a little better in those short yardage situations.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. But like, yeah. So that's. Yeah, we lost to Holy Cross the year after I left. That was embarrassing. First and last time that I ever. Happen. Yeah, my but. junior
1: year and then the year after I left, we were undefeated. Like Saint X hadn't had an undefeated season since like '75. We were both undefeated, and we b- both of us lost Trinity after beating them in the regular season in the state championship game.
0: Mm, damn, Bob Beatty. Mm, brutal. Absolutely. Not that sad
1: to see him go for
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, like it? I've got some. I've got some breaking news. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. And there's the news you've all been waiting for. The manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer which is now available for purchase in the usa and canada the new trimmer was just released only moments ago and we are the first to get our hands on it and share the news over join over 2 million worldwide who trust manscape with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code roush at manscape.com uh, their advanced ceramic blade and skin safe technology is so good that it's almost as if manscaped work with elon musk engineers to ensure that your nether regions are as safe as possible you know what makes this different than any of the other trimmers they got a new multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel so you're thinking buzzing in your bag whenever it gets bumped while you're on the run the lawnmower four point also gives you the ability to turn the four thousand k led spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave the new trimmer allows you to customize your trim with guard length sizes one through four and looks like wise it's sleek with two-tone matte and gloss finish that even features a hot foil stamp black chrome manscape logo show that mower off loud and proud it's got wireless charging it has everything you need and like it it was great the other day i had i was multitasking so i had an old trimmer trimming my hair while the wife used the manscaped lawnmower to trim the back hair because you know (laughs) it's getting hot out this summer you gotta you gotta keep it nice and clean gotta be light on your toes no so great for multitasking having uh, a couple different trimmers around but the manscaped trimmer is by far the best one you will find out and about optimized trimmer is waterproof so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess everywhere else you go get 20% off and free shipping with the code Roush at manscape.com. That's right, twenty percent off and free shipping at manscape.com when you use the code Roush. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Look like it, Coach Klink wasn't the only big time news in the last week. We got to mention some bad news with uh from the assistant coaching ranks. Where Javon Bonite, he was arrested. Uh, for DUI over the weekend in Northern Kentucky in Kenton County, pulled over to a 92 and a 65 on I-75 near the bypass. And the details of the incident are troubling. You Not, not only is it, oh, there's a half-empty bottle of vodka, the slurred words, the... It just, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Uh, so... I don't really know what this means for his future, but Coach Klink might not be the only guy who's on his way out the door.
1: Yeah, we'll just have to see how this plays out. Obviously, the report, I think, came out, and, yeah, it wasn't, you know, not what he should be doing for sure.
0: No, no. Very, very disturbing. Uh, Luckily, no one was hurt in the incident. Um, He also pulled the classic SEC where instead of asking for a lawyer, he was asking for the Lexington police. It's not a great look either. Yeah. Yeah. So uh,
1: he'll probably be in a little bit of trouble for that.
0: Yeah. And it's also a thing too, that I think in any sort of DUI case, it's never going to be a, you know, unless you're Tubby Smith and it's 2000 and Desmond Allison, there isn't some sort of, you know, one-time rule blanket firing, no matter what. But when you've got an incident, like, Marco Shimwell two years ago, and Mitch Barnhart is staunchly anti-alcohol. This guy's only been here a year; he doesn't have a lot of goodwill built up. I just, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, 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 if Bow Knight's on his way out the door.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, well, he, I mean, what are these assistant contracts? Two years? Yeah. So he's entering a big prove it year. And this um, is how so, he's starting it. So obviously, yeah, you don't like. This is not the best way to. Go about this. So obviously, that's in there. Now, like, you know, you should not drink and drive. No. But, you know, there, if a player got a DUI that I don't like in the past with when Mitch was here, Rourke was, Matt Rourke was suspended for one game. Um, And so it's not like um, that you shouldn't do it, but I don't, you know, I don't think it's, uh, a total hundred percent slam dunk fireball offense is right i, I guess right. what i'm trying yeah, to say like
0: pe- people get can get a second chance with the dui it shouldn't be yes. lock them up and throw away the key
1: right but uh like like you said it's definitely definitely not a good look uh for the receivers coach entering what is a big season
0: right right um but you know that's the thing we're gonna have to wait and see how the situation unfolds stoops is yet to comment on it um yeah, yeah, just kind of playing the waiting game because, like we said, timing for hiring a new assistant coach, it's not great right now. So, uh, would not be ideal uh, if that's what they were doing. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get – I don't think he's going to get fired.
1: Okay, But I definitely could see them looking for a receiver coach in December.
0: Now, look at you have been hard at work because – You know, things are a little bit slow. We had spring practice come to a close. So you've been thoroughly going through the depth chart. As in, like, let's pick apart every single player, essentially. And I have a feeling that you might be naming a few players who might not be here. Uh, so nick yeah. lewis entered the portal luckily, luckily right before, before you got the luckily odds. yes i mean right before <laughs> yes. it uh nick lewis by the way a guy who i always wanted to see do well and i was happy to hear he lost a ton of weight last year but he was kind of the walker wood jedrick wills kind of recruit where he went to the same school as mac jones uh he was a, a developmental project but they've recruited well at offensive tackle and he'll probably end up Dominating at some directional forward school. If I'm, yeah, I could
1: see da- USA kind of,
0: yeah, just beating up, sounds like in the future, right?
1: Um, but yeah, I think that that was more, I think one, Jeremy Flack kind of taking ownership of that right tackle spot, and then I would say DeAndre Buford, mm-hmm. they probably feel pretty comfortable with him,
0: yeah, as of yeah. right now. So, uh, not a huge loss, but I, I'm curious when you're going through. I don't. I don't know where you started or or wh- where you want to start, um. But now you know what. Let's start with quarterback because I do okay. feel like I love that. As like Michael Bennett was trying to start some stuff, as you tweeted that out, and I loved it. I love it. So Luckett, let's put up your Dukes. Let's <laughs> the first. So Luckett, uh, just just set the stage. I'm gonna give you the four. Adam Luckett tweets: The Kentucky quarterback position is wide open. The competition is open for business, and within a few hours, with he, he subtweeted the hell out of you too. Just, I mean, it was, but yeah. it was directed right at you. It said Michael Bennett tweeted: Don't be confused if the quarterback. It, this is Joey Gatewood's job. I don't have the exact verbiage in front of my face, but he's like, uh, Will a Schmevis. Gatewood is the starter. Closed case. You heard it here first, folks. Just, uh, yeah. Shut him down.
1: <laughs> from where I'm sitting and from stuff I've heard, like this quarterback competition does not start until Levis gets on campus. So, like, the spring was fine for install and all that, but it starts with when he gets, like, Gatewood has to beat him out. Like, I think that's – he's the favorite. I think Liam Cohen went out and got him for that reason to be the team's starting quarterback. And so, like, I think what the spring gave us is that I think I think it's a competition now. Before, I thought it was just the writing was kind of on the wall.
0: Yeah, walk them, drop them, stop them. Now I do think
1: it's it's gonna be a competition. I still think Levis is gonna be the quarterback, but that the comp the competition does not start until um, that guy gets on campus here in the next couple of weeks, and then we'll start to hear you know scuttlebutt this and that, and then they'll go through camp, and then we'll see how they handle it at the end of camp.
0: Now if Michael Bennon is correct and he's stating what we've been stating since they bringing in like right. if, if 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 Kentucky had to play a football game on Saturday, Joey Gatewood would be the starter but Kentucky's Absolutely. not playing a football game right. on Saturday uh, you're you cannot rule out the guy that the offensive coordinator handpicked to bring in to lead his offense now Joey Gatewood did he changed my mind he surprised me. I thought if anybody was going to come out of the spring, uh you know ready to challenge Levis it might be Bo Allen but Gatewood rose to the occasion he took to the coaching uh and and he's made it to where this fall is going to be exciting but uh like it the quarterback competition's wide open in a good way and that's that's yeah, a good thing it should and a, be and can also like like it I know you're new to the big J world okay you've only been a big J for a few months now <laughs> Michael Bennett is also relatively new to the big j world and he, he's trying even more to be a big j a big scoop guy you don't need a big j to be a big j to know that if you're in radio shutting down a quarterback competition in may just takes away all of your summer radio it's just it's bad business
1: speaking of michael bennett those uh, ovw Um, where they did the little draft with all the celebrities or all the journalistic.
0: I have not seen the process he's cut well,
1: yeah, because it's like a four tweet thread. OVW had there's like 32 of them. It is worth the whatever (laughs) the five, six minutes it takes to watch it. I mean, (laughs) from start to finish, it is good.
0: Good. All right, I'm gonna have to check it out. I, the one thing that stinks about being a cord cutter. Is that all of those air on WBNA? Hell, I used to have a weekly show on WBNA and could never watch it. Yeah. I, you got to like hook up an antenna. I'm trying to think do, of, but yeah.
1: There's some in there. Like they got Big uh, Big Easy from uh, the Road Rules on there. That was the first time I think I've seen him in about oh, seven wow. years. They got, um, uh, and there woo's, was a, woo's Woo good. was good.
0: Yeah. There will be that, it was, there will
1: it be was, <laughs> Merrill was good. It was, it was very, very good.
0: Oh, man. That's the hijinks. I also want to shout out our boss, too. Staying on brand that his first job is, uh, as wrestling owner is, we're going to make a bracket. <laughs> Very on brand. Stick with boss, what you man. know. Exactly. Exactly. That's like go to a bar with Adam Luckett, you're getting Bud Light. Light yes. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, 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 I'd wanted to mention, too, before we get out of here, uh, I, I wanted to give you the floor too to to go through some more of, of what you did when examining some of the offensive personnel at, at the conclusion of spring practice.
1: Yeah, um, one thing is just the numbers at wide receiver; they have so many bodies there, and it's really how. And but then they have a lack of bodies at tight end. But I could see them using the tight end as much as the receiver. So how all that kind of shakes out, I think, is going to be real interesting to watch. These newcomers that come in, specifically, I think, Christian Lewis. Is he ready uh, to play right away? Mike Drennan with the loss of Cleavon Thomas. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, there's an opening for him, and he mm-hmm. probably needs to jump on it. This is probably his chance. He probably needs to jump on that mm-hmm. right now. I mean, then I think the offensive line is in a really good spot. I, the tackle depth is a little bit of a concern. Um, we don't know what's to deal with Nasir Watkins. Right. Um. But but inside they should feel fine. But the center we heard snapping issues, so obviously that something to keep an eye on. But really, I think running back you really need to find a second answer. But Rodriguez is the workhorse. If you could just some, find somebody behind him, I think you're going to feel good. Um. Lavelle Wright maybe a guy we need to pay a little bit closer attention to. I think this fall camp.
0: I could see him kind of being like McClain was a year ago, where he's getting the special teams kind of reps in and playing in spots here and there, but not necessarily getting a lot. I'm curious if McLean, cause Eddie loved Jatan so much. I don't know what settles thoughts are and how well smoke's taken to it. Like, cause I, I do think that as much as folks love smoke and how explosive he can be, I just, I, I he was woefully inefficient last year. Right. Right. I mean, it was really home run plus strikeout. on top of the,
1: uh, Lack of durability, two years in a row. He's had to battle through injuries.
0: So I don't, you know, I could very well see Settle siding with McClain. We saw a lot of stuff in McClain just in the spring tape, even though we didn't get much. So I think there's a lot there. And to to your initial point about the receivers and tight ends, this is, that's the thing I think I miss the most out of this camp, aside from not getting to watch the quarterback's and break down every one of the throws during the spring game. Just the balance of uh, you know, personnel. Like are they doing eleven or twelve or like because yeah, you would I, think that yeah. you would have Upshaw and Rig in more often than you would have Wandell Ali in the third uh, receiver. The you know? the
1: Rams were fourth most distribution wise in twelve personnel last year in the NFL. And I'd see that kind probably staying the same. I worry because they just the lack of bodies, but I cool. just don't not, I don't see how they don't aren't in that a lot.
0: It's wild, especially man. with
1: some of the stuff he wants to do in the run game. Like I think Br- Brendan Bates, low key, is going to have a big part of this offense. It's kind of like the glorified H back mm-hmm. slash fullback for the offense on some of these runs they're going to do. I think he could have a big big role, and I could see where they they could just use Upshaw as an X receiver. Like if they can't find yeah. a receiver, just use him at X, and then you can have Wanda on the slot, and then Ali at Z or. Vice versa, whatever you're trying to do.
0: Well, and it's also a thing that even though he might be initially reluctant to do it, just because you know receivers want to be receivers, uh, I could see him kicking Trayvon Morgan down to tight end uh, and be like, "Hey, look, tight ends get the ball more anyway; better chance at playing time." I could see that yeah. happen. He's got the build for it. I mean, he's a big sob who, yeah. as one guy described him, like his one of his strengths was at blocking. <laughs> Maybe the best. Well, yeah, he did. when
1: if that's true, defenses. Even if Kentucky lists him as a wide receiver, that don't mean they're going to treat it as eleven personnel. They get still treat it as twelve, with how, yeah. how they try to match up with it because of its If They're not worried about his speed or matching up with him on the outside if he's lined up. They can just stay in base if however they want to match up with you know twelve. They'll probably consider it twelve and not eleven. Well,
0: and that's one thing that I admittedly. Like I, I, wish I went back and rewatched more tape, but part of it's just you get you get busy doing the regular right. grind football stuff. But the amount of stuff you can do, motioning guys just in and out of the slot to mess with teams. I mean, with these bodies, uh, mm-hmm. you should be able to do a lot. And I think that's that's just what we missed out most is getting a better glimpse at what that can do and how it can create mismatches. Yeah. So, I'm I, that's why I'm pumped to, to hear Liam Cohen's going to be on KSR on Friday. Uh, I really want him to just try his best to confuse the hell out of Matt at a certain <laughs> yeah. point, you know, like really just get into the football junkie kind of stuff. Uh, because I know he does have that, like, I mean, that's what he does.
1: Hey, best. maybe we set the table for him. So now he's walking in thinking, like, oh, these guys, what they're really dialed in, like, they're watching, they're crunching tape and.
0: they have personnel
1: distribution charts going on
0: and (laughs) hey you know what maybe one day uh liam likes you maybe maybe we'll get him on the show and it'll be an adam luckett request (laughs) we can just have a chalk talk yeah it'll just be you two guys just just going over scheme x's and o's and stuff um but hey it's it's a month of may i did not anticipate I, i was anticipating getting into summer radio on this show uh but you know unfortunately you've got a coaching vacancy so I, I would like to think that Stoops wants to get this pa- puppy wrapped up before Memorial Day, uh, but yeah, two weeks time. It, it, and you know what? Uh, I'm not going to pretend to act like we're going to know exactly where he's going to go with this hire either. Uh, you know, I'm just not I'm not going to play you all as the fool. Uh, yeah, I, know I don't too I, well. You know,
1: I like to uh, consider myself uh, sometimes an expert on some of the stuff, but even Stoops the last few times, I haven't even been close. Yeah, I had and some areas I thought he might go, and it's just been different. I settle never would even I could have did all <laughs> kinds of research, and I never would have got to his name. Thinking that he would even be a chance to leave Wisconsin for Kentucky, so we'll see. I mean, yeah. get Jimmy Sexton on the line, make some calls, see what you can do.
0: <laughs> oh man! Well, listen, we appreciate to all of you all for listening. To us, this has been an exciting edition of Live and Personnel. If you want to support the show, need to trim up that back hair or any other hair, hit up Manscaped, get 20% off in free shipping by using the code Roush at manscaped.com. Big thanks to listen. If you all want some more football talk, Vince Merrill is going to be on KSR on Wednesday, Liam Cohen on Friday. I'll be hanging out with Freddie Maggard on the Depth Chart podcast. Football never stops in the bluegrass anymore. Uh, three or 365 sport now. Hey, in the Preakness Stakes, Saturday.
1: I know you all got all kinds of grimy stuff going on in the horse racing industry.
0: Oh, oh, you, you <laughs> Mister College Football, talking <laughs> grimy over here. I love it.
1: I love it, man. Bafford has turned. He's like Dan Mullen. He just turned into like a Dan Mullen hill overnight.
0: <laughs> he 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 really reminds me more Patino than anything. Just kind of talking yeah. out of his ass, you know. Yeah. Like, which I love. I love it. Um, now, and I, I love to crack jokes about it. You know, his wife wasn't too happy with me after I did that, but you know, it, it happens. Hey. How old is Bath? Baff- How old is his wife?
1: I, should, yeah, I know right. you're not supposed
0: to ask that, but she's not that old. She's she's pretty young. How old is Bafford? He's he's looked the same since 1995. So he was right. a kid, and, and I bet he's. I'm looking it up right now. He's probably like 62. I would guess.
1: See, I was thinking he's older than that. I guess because he's been around so long. He's
0: looked the same since 1995, though. When, or I guess seven is when he won it with uh, Silver Charm, which no, when I was 68. a kid that was my favorite horse. He's so, okay, we'll That sounds,
1: yeah. uh, that sounds about right. I was going to say 70, 71.
0: Yeah, and here, here's the thing that I, like, with, with all of this Baffert stuff, as much as I love him, you know, just rambling off and spouting off nonsense it it really does draw more people like having characters like Baffert are great for the sport oh yeah for no doubt they 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 are great but he is a unlike Patino he's a hands-off guy how do you not have a vet that just doesn't know banned substances or not like come on he just got caught with his hand in the cookie jar and then just he didn't shut his mouth his mouth got him in trouble that's all he it was getting caught with his hand in the cookie jar too it's like dude stop it you don't need to you have good horses cut it out either way it's gonna be a highly uh, one of the most well-watched pre mistakes steaks of all time i'll be tuning in trying to win some money back uh and until then i'm gonna be in the paddock just every thursday in perpetuity so if y'all want to come hang out come say hey my son's gonna be running around like a wild child uh, for dollar beers dollar blue moons too like it it's the good stuff. Although, it'll go this, down. Is it, easy. it
1: the nice stuff? Nice stuff at the track started? Is that what this is? Yeah,
0: five to eight every yeah, Thursday. They got races. Okay. So I'll, I'll see you out there Thursday. Okay, Lucky? Right. See what I can do. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Until then, go Cats and go Kroger.